I'm Metal Matson from Super Geeky Playdate, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. So if you said that I looked like any celebrity in particular, mm-hmm. like, and if you said, oh, AC, you look exactly like Michael J. Fox, Jeez. you'd be wrong. <laughs> That's, you, you were about to say something half was, kind, half insulting. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but let's, let's be honest. I look nothing like Michael J. Fox. No, not much. I, I'm at least twice the height. I, at least. I think. Look, he's short. I don't know. Look, I'll give you this. Yeah. You are white. <laughs> Boy, howdy am I white. You have that in common oh, with Mr. Fox. That's that's about that's where the similarities kind of end though for me and Mr. Fox, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's true. That did not stop me from cosplaying as one of Michael J. Fox's characters. Ah. Last weekend. Okay. At uh Canberra's uh pop culture convention GammaCon. Right. So you were the secret to my success guy. Oh, how did you guess? <laughs> it was just a suit and a red tie all the way. I don't even know the name of the character in that movie. No, neither do I. His probably name was just Michael J. Fox. It's the Michael J. Fox character from... No, okay. So, of course, <laughs> you know which character I played. Mm-hmm. I, I cosplayed as Marty McFly. Right. Because, of course, I did. Because Back to the Future is my favourite movie. Mm-hmm. The, the costume... I put together was ended up being surprisingly screen accurate. Okay. Uh, so there are a lot of different like costumes you can do. The two most popular or the most popular one mm-hmm. is of course um, the uh, 2015 version. Back to the Future Part 2 where he's got the little the little uh, hat. Yeah, exactly. The, the rainbow hat. The rainbow hat. Yeah, that kind of changes color. Yeah. I do have that hat. Um, but a lot of people kind of go as an amalgam, like, okay. oh, they have the puffer jacket, yeah. and but they have the hat and, you know, maybe a denim jacket or something like that. So they kind of go and, you know, they carry around a hoverboard. <clears throat> I, for screen accuracy's sake, mm-hmm. I did the best version of his 1985, so part one, at the beginning of part one. Right. Where he's wearing the life preserver. Okay. Like the um, the life jacket-esque uh, puffer jacket. Yeah. Uh, so I went as that version. Right. And I had, I had, first of all, I had the same pair, or almost the same pair of Nike shoes. Okay. Uh, which I just happened to find them randomly. Uh, they were a re-release, like a classic from from the the Nike store in the city. And I don't okay. like Nike shoes that much. Yeah, uh, I keep switching between Nike and Nike. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. know. I think Nike. Might I think be. it probably is Nike, but on the other hand, I don't care. So because they get yeah, the Greek, it would probably be Nike. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you're not much. Of, you don't strike me as much of a sneaker pimp, AC. Might not be. really. But these ones were accurate enough, yeah. like, and they had the look about them. So I got them, mm-hmm. and I've been wearing them in because they didn't look new in the movie. Mm. And then I had, you know, a pair of kind of light blue denim jeans, you know, pretty pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually had 
a pretty close approximation of the puffer jacket, which I got from, or which rather my mother-in-law bought me from Uniqlo in Japan years ago. Huh, okay. One of the reasons I got it. It's not as orange, it's a bit more maroon in colour, but it, right. it still looked the part pretty much. Nice. Uh, the the denim jacket and the the white shirt with the with the vague sort of check marks on it that was actually a lot harder Mm. it took me ages to find those things i ended up getting a leather like sorry a denim jacket for like 20 bucks Mm -hmm. i got it home i tried it on and it fits and it fits with something underneath like because i think he like he wears the shirt and then there's like a maroon undershirt like t-shirt underneath yeah i got that as well wow um but the 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 jacket just didn't work. Like, it was kind of the wrong colour. Yeah. I think the one in the movie is two-tone, and it's a guess one, and it's actually quite... It's quite a nice one, Mm. but there's no way I was going to get a guess denim jacket from the 80s that was going to fit me because they go for hundreds of dollars online because other people want them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I ended up finding, like, a denim shirt that was a similar colour. Okay. And he always has the sleeves rolled up. So after you roll the sleeves up, you've got all this other stuff on. You don't really notice so much. Yeah, yeah. And I did actually find a short sleeve shirt of similar enough color and design. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so just in time. Like, this was like a week before I kind of found these things. Hmm. And uh, the... Uh, so if you imagine from the ground up to my neck, mm-hmm. I looked pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty damn accurate. Yeah. The top bit was not so good. Like, from the neck up, we'll talk my beautiful face for for a second. That bit was not working as well. I I can't physically shave my beard off. I was going to say, because if you didn't shave the beard, it's, yeah, it's necessary, isn't it? I got it down to a five o'clock shadow. Okay. Or a bit more than a five o'clock shadow, but I just couldn't shave it all off i just didn't have it in me robbie yeah i just couldn't go the whole shave well, that's right you know there are there are people who are true cosplayers and then there are you know people who are shall we say posers yeah that's me i am a poser if nothing else <laughs> i just johnny come late i've just have i've only shaved off my beard once in the past god knows how many years probably a decade or something like that possibly oh no I think after my wedding, I grew it back, so like eight years. That's right. You were clean shaven in your wedding photos. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even want to be clean shaven. My I like came down with like a five o'clock shadow that I kind of strategically shaven because mm-hmm. I was a bit chubbier back then mm-hmm. to try and give me this jaw outline. Yeah. And everyone went, fucking go back upstairs and shave the rest of it. And I went, oh, and I kind of wanted this look. And they <laughs> said, no, this is your wedding photos. You look like a, you look like a, like a homeless person. <laughs> and now all, and of course my friends were right and they still give me shit about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, that was the look I was going for and I wasn't allowed to do it. Um, but mm. since then I've kind of had a beard. Uh, I shaved it off once to wear a Wario costume actually at a, <laughs> um, a, a friend's because I was trying to shave the W formation. Oh, yeah. He has that yeah. iconic Wario beard. I fucked it up, though. Yeah. Like, I, I just couldn't Starch. get it right. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't get the, the W right. Yeah. Um, and then I just ended up shaving it and just wearing, like, a false moustache. So. <laughs> but it grew back, like, within a week. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so I shaved it. So, from a distance, you couldn't really tell. Um, and already, it's been a week later, and you can already tell it's, my beard's pretty much back. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I also have a ponytail, for those of you who don't know what I look like at yeah. the moment. I have a, an emaciated sort of ponytail, top knot sort of thing. Not really on script for Marty McFly. No, definitely not. Um, so I put this stuff called a lay right in my hair, which is kind of like a wax, but it's not really a wax, more like a gel. Mm-hmm. And it was sculpted 
kind of very precisely at the front, <laughs> but at the back there was still like a tiny ponytail yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, there was, I had to do something with the hair. Yeah. So if you looked at me right from the front, mm-hmm. right from the front, you could probably tell that I did actually, you know, what I was going for if you knew the character. Right. Um, so I will show you a photo now. I'm just going through this. Uh, if you send it to me, I can maybe, maybe use it as the podcast image. But There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll use that as a podcast image. Um, yeah, as I said, like, if you look front on, it looks all right. Yeah. But the piece a la resistance, um, if that's even the correct language to use, <laughs> was I got my hands on the original type of video camera, the JVC one that he uses. <laughs> To film when the you know the, they're showing off the DeLorean's first time travel experiment yeah, at the yeah. um, at the start of the movie, I happened to come across it at the dump we call the Green Shed for about ten bucks, ten smackaroos. These things actually go for hundreds of dollars online wow. because people want to use them for, for this express purpose. Yeah, for the Mighty McFly cosplay. <laughs> so and, I, and this thing actually came in like a mini suitcase as well. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, um, so I actually had that. And I was, and I went to to GammaCon and uh, met friend of the show, uh, the E Man, mm-hmm. and we just kind of walked around. And it, it's it's not huge, but it's big. Uh, I got a few people recognizing me, which was good. Uh, this woman wanted a selfie with me, and I had a other couple of people like take more professional photos and stuff like that. So it was really it was really fun. Nice, okay, it was really fun. Uh, on the gaming side of that. They actually had like a whole retro gaming area. Huh, okay. Uh, because at one stage I was thinking of volunteering some of my collection to like go there for the weekend and like, you know, people can try this wacky stuff, which they've probably never seen. Mm. But the two more interesting parts of my collection, which people would want to try, the Vetrex, mm. which is like a, um, a, a vector based uh, a mini arcade uh, tabletop cabinet, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Uh, look it up online if you don't know what it is. It's pretty awesome. Yes. And a Virtual Boy, they had both of those things there, yeah, along right. with like an Atari Jaguar and a uh, Commodore 64 mm-hmm. and even uh, a CDI, a Philips CDI. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, yep. That was some. Play those great CDI games. Yes. Great as they were. Um, <laughs> and it was interesting seeing all those things in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I've never actually seen a CDI before. No, I've, I had the opportunity to buy one a couple of years ago and just went, no, no, thank you. Even no. you have standards. Even I have standards. <laughs> so, in the end, I um, yeah, how are you going to play Hotel Mario? Ex- how I will never know. I just don't know how that's ever going to come up. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so it was good. They actually had some arcade machines mm-hmm. and some uh. And some pinball tables on free play mode. Uh, and it was great going around to all those ones as well. Hmm. I, had a, I had a whole bunch of fun just playing some, uh, some old ones. The oldest one they had there was really interesting, uh, which I never thought I'd get to see because it's, it's 70s at least. It's called Space War or Space Wars. Okay. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. Let's just say it's so old and it's called Space Wars. Mm. plural that it doesn't have a joystick okay it has buttons i'll show you what this looks like oh wow look at that it's a it's an old monitor and it's basically a versus system wow where you've got like a a ship that looks like a triangle and a ship that looks like the top down of a of a of a star trek ship the u.s uh enter enter me and enter you (laughs) 
<laughs> the Star Trek copulation. So, <laughs> so Enterprise. Uh, and you can fire on each other and there's like a little black hole in the center. Oh, yeah. It's two player, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's no joystick. You just press these kind of big clicky keys that like look like they belong on a, like a 70s style wow. IBM like mainframe computer. Yeah, I wish that audience could see this image but yeah it's uh it's big it's yeah. a big big I, i'm not even sure like it must be uh, i don't know you i'm know, not sure the way that it's it's not what you it's like way pre-jammer and the way they must have constructed this thing must be really funky it's interesting hey and it's what you can instantly tell that that's old because it doesn't look like an arcade cabinet it looks no. like it has the shape of an arcade cabinet if you like but the whole visual design of it is it looks like it came out of a like a downed Russian spy plane or something. Yeah, like it has yeah. something. It's got a very seventies chic about it. Yeah, like uh, and I, I've heard of this game before, but I haven't actually, you know, really kind of done a lot of research. But it was fascinating to play the thing. Hmm. Um, they had an Aliens gun game there. They had Championship Sprint. Which is a uh, a top down racer with steering wheels. It's oh, an early yeah, yeah. Atari game. Uh, man, I kick ass at that game. I <laughs> I trounced like the poor ten year old kid who was versing me because I was just like the, the the steering wheel kind of is doesn't really have have a stop and end point. Right. You just kind of free wheel it and spin oh, it you around. Just spin it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just so much fun, just like tearing around these tracks. That's a it's actually a pretty cool cab that one. And the uh, the two they had three tables pinball tables there okay I only played two of them one of them was a um, which looked like the best one funnily enough which was like a a soccer game okay like a soccer pinball game huh it had lots of tricks and traps there was a Terminator 2 Judgment Day one and a Rocky and Bullwinkle one which was a a Data East table Uh, Terminator 2 I gotta say might look cool Mm mhm and this might be a controversial opinion for for all I know. I don't. I'm not really in the pinball scene. Yeah. Boring fucking table. Really. Nothing, Boring ass. Nothing much going on. No. I'll show you what it looks like. There's there's lots of tricks and lights and like the the um the the um when you fire off the ball, mm-hmm. that area looks like a gun, so it looks cool. Oh, okay. And it's got lights and sounds, but man, it was dull. It's the table itself, not yeah, not really that fun to not, play. Not not a lot going on there. But okay. the Rocky and Bullwinkle one, you know, that had uh, kind of had a, a top stage and oh, that looks fun. Yeah, kind of like rails all over the place, and you know, like little funny things. And I haven't seen Rocky and Bullwinkle for decades. Yeah, that's like that's just like a uh, a franchise that I've kind of not forgotten about, but. It's not so relevant these days. No, you don't see it anymore, do you? Really? Although they, the way the Russians are playing the game at the moment, they'll become relevant again soon enough. Do you remember there was a, a Mr. Peabody movie, like a like a CGI like DreamWorks. I thing. heard about it. I never watched like it. Like about ten years ago. Was it any good? Did you watch it? I never watched it, but my ex mother in law, uh-huh. uh, she thought it was pretty funny. That was your Peabody and and, and Sherman. And they go back in time and they do all this. You know, it's, it's that. There was an actual Rocky and Bullwinkle movie as well, like an actual CGI movie, I think, yeah. as well. I don't think it did very well, but it did play off the fact that they were just a really old, dated cartoon in syndication, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, I want to say, because I remember that, like, Natasha and Boris were played by, like, oh, what were the actors? Dan- Please tell me one of them was Danny DeVito. It, it How could be. you have not... Yeah. Boris Bladenoff was his name, or yeah, something. Oh, dim oh, memories now. So so long ago, so far away. Um, yeah, but it, that used to play on ABC in the afternoons. 
Yeah, it might strike our American listeners as as somewhat odd. Yeah, that that Australians grew up watching um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It was a cheap animated show that yeah. ABC bought the rights to. Yeah, we we were exposed to a lot of American stuff growing up as kids, but maybe not the stuff that you might expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone knows what Rocky and Bullwinkle were because you know, but it. It's a bit of an odd one now. Because even even when we were kids, it was quite dated. Like we were, oh oh, you could tell it was dated as well. Yeah, and stuff like that. And we're talking because I think Rocky and Bullwinkle may have been one of the first long running syndicated cartoons. I want to say I think yeah. it was the first like color syndicated cartoon. Mm. It's a bit. It's a bit my. I like animation, but that area of animation is a bit grey to me. The like, early TV, yeah, period. because they did yeah. have the Flintstones yeah. and stuff like that. But I prefer animation maybe from the cinema didn't... days, like the days when it was still like something that you had to go to the the movie theater to see, like that that era of of yeah. sh- animated shorts. Like that's that's the kind shorts of my before the main. They still had that for us yeah. back in the eighties. But yeah, that died out like definitely towards the the yeah. end of the eighties. It's all that sort of like Disney stuff in the. Um, MGM I think, the, I think and, actually uh, the Lion Warner King Brothers. had a yeah. did actually have an old short at the beginning yeah, of that. They did do that occasionally, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So this is uh, episode sixty-five. It is of Game Life Balance Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, sixty-five episodes, Robbie. That's right. That's a lot. That's we're officially we can get a pension now, can't we? <laughs> Is that right? Someone please, please pay us. We can, please we pay can, us. We can apply it to that sweet, sweet government teat. I'm going to suckle up on it. <laughs> Which we already do because of our jobs. Yeah. Oh, God. We're bloodsuckers of the poor. Oh, I yeah. mean, bloodsuckers of the poor. I mean, <laughs> blood. You're not going to make this sound any better, Robbie. So We like to suck the blood of the poor for good reason. For good reasons. I will explain momentarily. Uh, so this is episode 65 uh-huh. of Game Life Balance Australia. Every fifth episode, we do a stream of nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge. <laughs> it's funny because technically every episode is a stream of nonsense. We, we just don't call them that. <laughs> this, I struggle argue. to keep us on structure. I really do. But uh, every fifth episode, we don't have a structure. No, we, we just we just turn the mic on and talk and see what comes out. Yeah, Sometimes good things. Often not. Often not, no. No, the the Gamacon was fun. I enjoyed it. it yeah. It's not big. Where's, I always is wanted that a Sydney one or uh, is the, that Canberra? The Gamacon's Canberra one. Oh, the okay. the Sydney one that I went to. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Uh, and I went dressed as uh, Silverthorn that's from right. Girl from Tomorrow. To that, I should one. mention Nathan, uh, long time. Let's call him friend of the show. <laughs> Friend, sometimes, friend slash sometimes villain of the show uh, said that he, he at least remembered Silverthorn. That's good. At least <laughs> one you, person He wants did. you to know that he at least remembers. At least one person out there knows the character I was cosplaying. You'd yeah. think in Sydney, like where this actually happened like 20 years ago, mm. one person would come up to me and say, oh, wow, I recognize you. But no, no, it's all anime characters it, now. It looks like, what Marvel Universe movie are you in? Fucking bunch of we a booze, we booze. What's like we, a? I don't know what the correct terminology is, but something like that. Weebs, nerds, nerds. That's yeah, fucking nerds. People we used to beat up in high school. Yeah, I, that's, that's a lie. Yes, we got beaten up. I didn't. I don't think I ever beat anyone. I defended myself from being beaten up occasionally. Yeah, with, with mixed success, but that doesn't really count as beating someone up. I think <laughs> self defense is is a bit different to beating someone up. It is. It is um, very much so. Yeah, you need to be the you need to be the instigator to have beaten someone. I think so. Yeah. Otherwise, it is literally just you are defending yourself. <laughs> yeah, so I never I never really did that. Although 
Nathan kind of threatened a lot of people. <laughs> Nathan was... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying. Okay, so, so some people out there are not going to know who Nathan is. So he's a, uh, he's a, a friend of ours. He's a friend of ours. He's about seven feet tall. I want to yes, say a little he, bit under. A little bit under. He's he's tall and he's yeah. big. Yeah, and he's he he certainly has a he can have a threatening demeanor. Yeah, if he wants to, but yeah. he's not that usually that sort of person. <laughs> and if he does, he usually plays it up for yucks. Yeah, uh, but some people just didn't get the yucks. I suppose. I think there was a, some tipping point around about fifteen where he like realized, hey, I can actually like intimidate people, <laughs> and he just kept doing it, <laughs> only to like a certain select few people. Yeah, that he thought was really funny. Um, so basically, he was a bully. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you do. That's what bullies do. But like a nerd bully, if that makes <laughs> like with like a with nully. The, like so how do I say this? this? Is like a bit meta. But so you've got bullies, right? Hmm. That are external to your friendship group. They yeah. bully your friendship group. Yeah. But then there's he was like a bully inside the friendship group, <laughs> bullying other people within the friendship. Man, so, this is that's just like a, that's just like teenage males really isn't it really? yeah i suppose there's just so many stratas of, yeah. of high school uh, um hierarchy but you didn't come here to listen to talk to listen to us talk about high schools because no. that's uh that's what high school do. days were very very boring and dull and nothing <laughs> ever happened except fires and that's kind of true well, sometimes i tried to hold a girl's hand with mixed success <laughs> you held nathan's hand more than you held girls hands as long as i squinted my eyes <laughs> He did have long hair. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, so, what have you been up to, Robbie? You've been uh, you've been a busy boy. You've been travelling all over the country on the Commonwealth dime. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. You, you could say that. If by all over the country you mean Melbourne, uh, I have... that's out of Canberra. That's all over the country to me. Yeah, I, I uh, took a work trip um, recently. Uh, three, sorry, three nights. Three nights. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, three nights uh, in Melbourne. Um, beautiful city. In the state of Victoria, uh, which is to the south, Melbourne. For those who do not know, and there are a significant portion of our listeners who aren't from Australia, Melbourne is the other big city in Australia, other than Sydney. In America, I think they pronounce it Melbourne. Yeah, there are actually <laughs> technically like probably five or six big cities in Australia, but not really. Sydney and Melbourne. Are kind Sydney of, barely counts as a big city. Sydney and Melbourne kind of vie for the title of like the biggest, most important city in Australia. Um, uh, so yeah, I was in like the big city, quote unquote, um, actually staying in a hotel right in the middle of the CBD, uh, near Chinatown, actually, which was, would have been a great, great location, um, for a, a all expenses paid work trip, yep. except that my expenses weren't paid. <laughs> I didn't receive <laughs> not, my, not up front anyway. I didn't receive my travel allowance till after I'd got back from Melbourne and not being extremely financial at the moment. Um, it was a bit frustrating because Melbourne's... A, I realised this, AC. Melbourne is a great city, a beautiful city. It is, yep. If you have money. If you have money. <laughs> it's a wonderful Me- place to Melbourne be. Melbourne tries to be like very trendy and like yeah. upmarket and very kind of hipster, snobbish, lots of cafes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunately, a they're, Yeah, it yeah. is quite pretentious. Like, and you know, oh, yes, I only drink co- Melbourne coffee from this like little laneway. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of it or not. It's just yeah. a couple of blocks of Federation Square. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, the Yarra River smells like <laughs> it was funny because I did walk down uh, one of those famed Melbourne alleyways. Yeah. I was just like, it smells like urine. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but the river itself, I think, is just like they pour all their sewage into yeah. it and then they obviously 
it's where they get their drinking water from as well, I want to say. Yeah. And that's where the coffee comes from. <laughs> so be as snobby as you want, but that stuff's gross. Look, I'm not going to cast a spurt. I, I, I thought the coffee there was, was decent. I mean, mm. the thing is, we have good coffee in Canberra as well. Yeah, we do. So I don't even drink coffee, and I know that. You don't need to necessarily travel there for the coffee. They do have this sort of... Uh, uh, Melbourne's kind of like the heartland of the um, the craft beer movement in, Aust- in in Australia. So there's a lot of little um, hipster bars um, selling like you know craft beer and uh, some of them will you know the latest thing now is like gin joints and stuff like that where people have their like craft gin or like, oh, okay you know it's and they, like, they kind of fashion them to look like a speakeasy yeah, or like, something yeah mm. it's like the next the next thing after uh, the craft beer movement is this gin thing but. So there's a lot of little pretentious bars. I didn't really frequent. I did go to one actually after after one day on my my training course. And this is this was an interesting one, wasn't it? Oh no, that's different. That's so, different, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's a little slightly different story because that's not a bar. Oh well, yeah. then, Mister well, Traveller. Should, should I tell that story? Or should I tell? Should I just talk about? Should I just be snooty about this bar? That I okay, you go about? be snooty first, know. and then be um, <laughs> be phallic next. I was just <laughs> one of those things because. Like, I like to think, for, for a long time, AC, I like to think that I was, like, uh, not like a beer snob, but, like, I knew a thing or two about beer. And yeah. I'll I'll drink gutter beer, like, VB and stuff, but I'll also enjoy, like, a nice craft beer from time to time. Ain't nothing know. wrong with craft beer. Um, mm, But it was really funny to go to this, this, I went to this little bar, I can't even remember the name. Like, there was no discernible signage to say what the name of the bar was, you know? It was very, like, oh, here's milk. Word of mouth. Like, yeah, they literally had milk crates yeah. with, 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 like, wooden seats like um drilled like a bolted to them oh, that you can sit on and things yeah. like that um and i went to the bar to get a drink and um one of my work friends was like talking to the uh you know the hipster behind the bar about what beer they had on offer and like just listening to him her talk to him listen to them both use this language this special this special <laughs> like tongue of of craft beer was like it, it 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 made my skin crawl like it made me really like angry weirdly yeah just about like how pretentious the whole did he talk scene through his become. news kind no, of like no 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 no, no, he, thing, no he was very Aussie and that's yeah. what like that's the weird thing about it. it's very it's very casual he's got but he had a little flat cap and a beard and he's oh, okay, so he's about, a hipster yeah and he's talking about oh you know this 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 stout's very chocolatey and then suddenly you're talking about a flavor profile of yeah. the stout. I just like I just literally want to shoot myself. All I want is like a VB. Just, I just stick, want a just fucking stick beer, mate. To, just to, just to annoy him. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to drink a VB in front of him and go. That was delicious. <laughs> Here's your chocolatey, mate. Just <laughs> just put a fucking Kit Kat in here. <laughs> just jam a Twix in the <laughs> top of a VB. Um, VB yeah. is a disgusting alcoholic beverage, which I suppose could be classed as beer if you're desperate. By the way, listeners, I'm not so. I'm not as fancy as some. I quite enjoy. I enjoy all all, all sorts of beer, but it was funny. Like being there, I was like, I don't think I like craft beer anymore because of all because <laughs> I don't want to be this kind of person. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Look, to prop, you know, teach their own. I mean, she got a beer that she enjoyed, and he got the sale, and everyone was happy. But I was just like, oh my god, I don't. I don't want to have to think about flavor profiles of beer sometimes. I just want to buy a beer. You just want to have a beer, yeah. Fair um, enough. I think most times I'm getting old and boring. Um, so what you, happened? What's this other place? Oh, yeah. So you tweeted me and tweeted. You lined me a picture of this. And, oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's actually, it was funny because it wasn't actually that great when I went there. But um, on Sunday night, I was like looking, I was like looking for places to go eat dinner. Yeah. Um, in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, this. 
I think I Google something like cheap food. <laughs> and, you know, the map, then you go to like Google Maps and it just pops up a whole bunch of like icons of like food around you, you know. Um, because I was out of my depth, I just relied on Google to pretty much run my, my life for yeah. the three days that I was in, in Melbourne. Enough, yeah. So anyway, one of the little icons that popped up on my map when I typed in cheap food said 8-bit. And I was like... That sounds like a word that I know. Yes, it is. It is a video game word. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on that and uh, it was this little like burger chain that's sort of like vaguely video game themed and all their food is like named after like video game characters and stuff like that. And was it a big place or? So I went there. I didn't know what to expect, yeah. but it was literally like a hole in the wall. Um Like with a little bench running down the side. Like if you imagine like the ground floor of like a, a cor- like a corner block um, of like Melbourne CBD yeah. on the ground floor, right in the corner, there's like this little space, probably about the size of this living room. Oh yeah. Okay. Like from your kitchen to the front door. Yeah. So with like a bench running along and then like kitchen. Six or know. seven meters. Yep. Yeah. Um, so quite, it's quite small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was all painted up in this sort of eight bit style. Um, it looked like they pretty much stole a whole bunch of IP <laughs> from Nintendo, but because they cleverly hadn't used any characters, like, but there were question mark blocks and stuff that I think potentially they could still get sued over. Uh, yeah. Um, like, uh, but there wasn't much in their video game. It was like the menu was video gamey. The food was all sort of like, and this is a thing that's sort of slight might amuse Americans to hear, but American food, if I can call it that, the cuisine, the fine cuisine of America. Oh yeah. So hot dogs and burgers has become something of a thing in Australia over the last like four or five years yeah so like you know people having brisket or like hot dogs that are a bit more exciting than you might get at wendy's um which for us is very different thing to wendy's is in america which i won't go into that's a whole big subject um a bit better than a gas station hot dog let's say um stuff like that is very popular right now so yeah the menu was all hot dogs and burgers the one thing that was video game related other than the menu they did have like a mame cabinet oh yeah in the corner there I didn't actually play it because oh. I was looking at it going oh I should check that out and then like some kids came in and were like dicking around with it and I was like oh I don't want to wait for them to finish to play a main cabin that I you know what I mean it wasn't that it wasn't as exciting as if it was like a if it was a genuine like oh look it's it's like a Street Fighter 2 cabinet from the from the 90s awesome yeah that's the thing like um, main cabinets are going to probably draw more people in yeah like because there's just they'll so draw many... more like normal people in yeah because like on paper that's much better <laughs> but for like the true nerds like cheaper us cheaper as like, well oh, main like... cabinet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean no, I have a main cab so <laughs> and I turn my nose up at it every day yeah I don't I think it's cool but I, there was something It was. it's less appealing because you know that it's essentially an emulator yeah um, so th- I didn't feel the need to go out of my way to. to I, I suppose the best thing you could do in that situation, if you wanted to have multiple games, would be a, a Neo Geo MVS. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, just have something that has can play like four Neo Geo games and a couple of fighters and like Metal Slug or something like yeah. that. And you know, that's authentic. And you know, you, that is a really cool cab to have. Mm. Very sought after, actually. Yeah. So like, I thought of the good food. I bought myself a Wonder Boy hot dog. Yeah, that was the phallic thing I was mentioning earlier. Because, yeah, hey, was... look at my Wonder Boy. It's like, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> Put it, it was, away, Rob. It was a rather long hot dog. Um, with, like, melted sort of, had, like, nacho cheesy type. Like, you know, like, orange goop cheese? Yeah, yeah, plasticky sort, sort of, of like chemical. Com- it's like liquid, you know, um, and onions. And it was, it was very yummy. I'm sure it was. Um, but I had that thing that I always have for when I when there's a burger on offer and I order something other than the burger. Yeah. I was like, I wish I had a burger right now. Yeah, I always um, think that too. So next time I go to Eight Bit, <laughs> they've got they've apparently got a store opening in Sydney as well. Oh, okay. Um, so they're they're branching out, but 
I was expecting it to be more like a, more like a restaurant with like, you know, like maybe an arcade to the side and stuff. But it, what, I, what it actually was, was much simpler, much, much more like f- just purely food focused. And the eight, like the eight bit thing was more like a veneer that they put over the thing to differentiate it, I suppose, from their competitors. Like, you could go to the burger place or you can go to the video game burger place. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, it's good to have a theme and everything, but yeah. you want to you want to put a bit more effort in, I, I, I suppose. Was, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, when I turned up, I was like, oh, this is different than I expected. All right. So, I have um, actually been to a couple of places like that in Japan. Mm. They, I think there's a Star Club, I think it's called. You actually used to be, like, called Mario Club or something, and I think Nintendo raised their eyebrows. <laughs> and, okay, we'll change, we'll change, we'll change. Uh, and there was, like, I think it might actually be called the 8-Bit Cafe or something like that okay. as well. In the, Both of these places are in Shinjuku. Okay. Uh, and I just spent uh, a night going around to all these different places. There was one other one as well. I can't remember the name of that one, though. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, some of them actually had video games you could play. Nice. Uh, some of them just had, like, nooks and crannies where there were just lots of Game Boy games in there. And, of course, they had, like, Rob the Robot or the Famicom Robot in Japan and... Like, as display pieces up, and they had DJs, and, and mm. their drinks were kind of video game themed and stuff. Yeah. And I, I talked to the owner of the bar and, and everything like that, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I had a, had a bit of fun at those places, but I think uh, Nintendo came down hard on some of those places. I'm not sure whether it's all of them. Huh. Uh, for copyright, or I think it may have been like public exhibition of their games or something like that. I think they may have been displaying like playing games in front of everyone. You can't do that. And something was going on there. I'm not sure of the whole details. It's still a bit muddy, but yeah, I think a lot of those places, especially the ones in Osaka, like closed down. That really surprises me because, you know, Nintendo's not known for being really like, dickish <laughs> about that stuff. I'm so, I think it's, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah they decided no, to take that, that unexpected turn. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's poke the horse a bit and see what happens. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I kind of wanted to go back to those places. But mm. when you have a kid, you know, when you have a child and you travel with your family, you, the, the chances of going to those sorts of places just are almost non-existent now. So yeah, you kind of have to like set aside a day for it and you know make it a whole big thing. And I don't want to really do that just to go out to a bar and get drunk mm. anymore. Mm. Uh, oh dear, being a parent has changed things for us, hasn't it? Yes, yes, we're old and responsible, blah, well, blah, blah. Yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, though, <laughs> I did something very foolish. Okay. Um, Doesn't sound like you at all. No, 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 I'm, I'm the model of sensibility. It's a surprise all around for me. I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild for Wii U. Ooh. Um... You wait, wait a minute, Ace. Wait a minute. Hold, hang on. Hold, hold on. Oh, my God. What's going on here? Wait a second. Hang on a minute. <laughs> you already own Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, yes. Guilty is charged, I'm afraid. So what, what inspired this purchase, Ace? Um, a couple of things. Insanity. Insanity is alcohol. certainly one of them. <laughs> I wish it was alcohol. And we'll get to why it's not alcohol in a minute. Um, look, it was just in a, in a secondhand shop. Mm-hmm. And I had been thinking about getting that game for a little while because mm. I wanted to see what the difference between the... Because I always said that if I was going to actually start a game from the start again of Breath of the Wild, mm. I was going to do it on the Wii U. Uh, okay. rather Because I wanted to see what the difference was. Because I played 100 hours mm. of um, Breath of the Wild on, on Switch. So I know that game very well. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what the differences are when I play it on the Wii U. Okay. I, because it's the only direct comparison you're going to get possibly between the two systems. Yeah. 
like um, hardware, like sort of frame rate and stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. um, look, those copies are a lot rarer than they are because the Wii U sold dismally, so they put out fewer copies. And this was at the arse end hmm. of the console's life. Yeah. So they put it out on the console, and. I just wanted to get it, not to flip it later on, not to say, oh my God, I got this really rare copy, but because it's going to get expensive later on when people go, oh yeah, that original copy on Wii U, you know, um, uh, people might want it just to be Zelda completionists. And I didn't want to have to pay through the absolute nose to get a copy if I wanted to play it again later. Sure. So I found not a not a cheap copy, not really expensive. Um, I got a bit of a discount on it and I just went, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll just get this. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not going to start playing it yet, but I'm just glad I have it for when I do start replaying that and okay. I'll replay it on the Wii U. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I just want to know what the differences are. Playing it on the Wii U is going to be a bit of a different experience, I think. Um, but, I mean, it's essentially the same game. Uh, I already pretty much know that. I mean, there's only going to be subtle differences, very subtle differences, but mm. I want to know what those subtle differences are because I love that game. Sure. I was, it, was, it just came along at the right time in my life. Definitely. I think. Yeah. So that's why I got that, and I'm not going to play it yet. I've got a whole bunch of other games on the boil, but I have um, I have been actually playing uh, a lot of one particular game for the last week. And that is WarioWare Gold. Mm. And I've been secretly mm. looking forward to this for a while. Okay. Like, I I think in a lot of ways it's going to be the 3DS. Because this only came out on the 3DS. So it's going to kind of be like the 3DS swan song for me. Yeah, I was, I was actually a little bit surprised that they're still pumping them out. Yeah, um, because, I mean, it's just got such a massive install base. Yeah. So why... You don't want to cut everyone off because not every one of those people has a Switch yet. If you can keep making money, sure, why not? Uh, and basically, it's just a it's a it's just a combination of all of the great WarioWare games from um, from WarioWare um, on the DS, the uh, GBA, and oh god, there must have been a couple on the GBA. There was a GameCube one as well, right? Yes, there was. I think that was mostly the um, GBA version, though. Yeah. I love WarioWare. I've played a lot of them, but they kind of get very mixed up in my brain. <laughs> they are, like, there is subtle changes between each title, but yeah, for the most part. So I can see why they released it on the 3DS, mm. um, because you can do everything on that. Like, there's a touchscreen for the Touch DS games. There's the tilt. The GBA had a tilt version where you'd, like, a little gyroscope in there, and that the 3DS has one of those, mm-hmm. which you can use. And there's just the normal, you know, press A button. And it's also got a mic, so you can blow... When you blow into it, you know, it does oh, things yeah. as well. That was, like, a couple of the mini games on the blow DS version. for a button. Yeah, I yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, and it's it's <laughs> so much fun. I just... They've updated the art for some of it, but the games are pretty much the same. There's kind of this story around this girl who's challenging Wario, and all of the, <laughs> the characters come back, and... Okay. Wario is voiced in this. I don't know if it's... The um, Charles Martinet who does it because I think he usually does Wario. He okay. just does like ninety percent of the other Nintendo characters. <laughs> I don't know if it's him or not. Okay, um, but he has a lot of dialogue in this. He speaks a lot, uh, and it's fun. I loved it. I already played through all the story mode. A, I love the idea that this has a story. Yeah. But uh, I suppose they all did in a way. In it's a like, way, oh, he's yeah. Factory shutting down, and then he needs garlic or yeah. something. Go, go pick a man's nose. 
basically that's probably more story than it deserves but that is basically what WarioWare is yeah. and I I've finished all these games I haven't unlocked all the mini games but that's kind of my goal there are a lot of unlockables in this mm-hmm. which is great I'm not going to unlock everything because after a while it's just going to be a collectathon yeah but I do want to unlock all the mini games and I think pretty much every mini game has like three different versions of it like an easy huh. one a an intermediate one and then like the hard really fast one right so, so just unlocking all that yeah that seems like a good like a like a good goal yeah because this is perfect for my attention span it's just pick up and play I can play it for five minutes ten minutes in you know uh, in like commercial breaks not that I watch television anymore but no. you know it's like a good game for the bus or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you can just turn it off and, you know. You don't need to go, where was I up to? It's yeah. not like an RPG. It's like, what was <laughs> I doing? So, look, pick up WarioWare Gold if you have a 3DS and you like WarioWare. This is great. This is actually making me want to go back to all the original WarioWare games and just play the shit out of those all over again. They are really good. They are fun video games. Yeah. I love that. There was a real um, surprise. I was, it was a pleasant surprise when I came across those games. Yeah. Because uh, I heard about people talking about how good they are, but I didn't really know what they were. Mm. And then I got my hands on WarioWare for the DS. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so funny and quirky and like just different and not typically Nintendo. It really you know? isn't, is it? Like, it's, it's like, not- I was like, I can't believe this is made by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, people don't pick their noses in Nintendo <laughs> land. You know, people don't talk about poo or like do toilet humor. But yeah. Man, this does. It was like this sense of humor that I hadn't really seen. Um, which I really love. I love that kind of like zany sort of, um, you know, surrealist sort of humor. It is a bit more surreal. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about it. I, I also kind of want to go back and play the Rhythm Heaven games because that's coded by the same person. Oh, okay. And they're a little bit different though, aren't they? They're a little bit different. They're still kind of mini, you know, they're, they're of a, a similar nature. Um, the problem is that my English version of the Rhythm Heaven game doesn't work like the card's busted oh no i haven't been able to fix it it's just a card anyway so i don't think i can so i might chuck it but well we'll see what happens uh what have you been playing look um i have been playing um some more wonder boy actually ah did you finish your updated so i I finished wonder boy 3 yep the dragon's trap yep so you have Uh, done that yep yep. that was a couple weeks ago now um but i think yeah i think when we last spoke i hadn't finished it um, since then, um, friend of the show, Nathan, who we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. purchased for me, um, a copy of Wonderboy in Monster World. That's very nice of him. Which was, uh, yeah, which is a, a, a Genesis or a Mega Drive game. So this is a 16-bit incarnation of the Wonderboy franchise, and it's very much the sequel to Wonderboy 3. Um... The gameplay style is somewhere in between Wonder Boy 3's sort of Metroidvania open world style and the more arcade focused gameplay of Wonder Boy and Monster Land. It's got some pretty heavy RPG elements in it, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's not really much. So, okay. It does have a big inter- interconnected world. Yeah. Um, and as you progress through the world, you sort of move from village to village and each village has like an inn that's like a save point. So, and, and there, there'll be shops to buy things in. So it does have that RPG kind of structure to it, I guess, in the sense that what you're doing is moving from town to town, buying stuff in shops and slaughtering the monsters that inhabit the surroundings, you know? Yeah. Um, but because it's still a platformer, it 
it doesn't really feel very RPG-ish. It's like the RPG stuff is is a gloss. It, it's very close to Wonder Boy Monster Land. If okay. you remember that game. Yeah, yeah. But imagine if that game was a little more structured and less of an arcade game and more of an RPG. Okay. Like slight like cuz Wonder Boy Monster Land was a coin suck. It was. And you just have to like put it, you know, keep going until you, you reach the last the boss and die yeah. or win and you know, and that could cost you a lot of quarters potentially back in the day. Um, but, uh, this game is a console game, you know, it's designed for home consoles. So it has like, you know, save, it has a save feature. It has these ins that you stop in and yeah. So, and so you can resume your game. And so that makes it a bit different, but the, in terms of like the gameplay itself, it seems like they took a step back from Wonder Boy 3. So there's no, there's none of that whole like transforming into like a mouse man and a lizard man and a lion man and all that stuff. You are just Wonder Boy the whole way through. The one thing the game does differently is uh, you can have different weapons. So you can buy... Oh, okay. Uh, like, for example, I'm, right now I'm wielding a spear. Cool. Which has longer reach than the sword, but I don't get to... I can't use a shield when I've got the spear. So I can't block things with the shield like you can in Wonder Boy games, ah. you know, incoming projectiles, but the spear does a lot more damage and it's got longer reach. And so you can buy oh, other, nice. other different kinds of weapons as the game progresses. Um, and that makes it a bit different to the uh, the earlier ones, but it's still, you know what? What's what's charming about it is this is the 16-bit version of Wonder Boy, and you think, oh, what are they going to do differently? You know, they're going to like really ramp it up. You know, like is this <laughs> improve is, those graphics? Is this going to be like like you know the way that Mega Man X is significantly different to the original Mega Man games? Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much Wonder Boy still. Like so, <laughs> just even down to the little basic things like. This is something I noticed that... Is, ca- is, his, is his sprite still, like, short and squat? Yes, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. So, do you remember, in the very first Wonder Boy, which is the same thing as Adventure Island. Yeah. The, we're talking about, like, the, the genesis, the, the, the protean, like, swamp of from out of which Wonder Boy and Adventure Island both crawled. Yeah, um, and crawl they did. Um, Wonder Boy runs along, and he's a chubby little fat bloke. Yeah. <laughs> little fat baby. And he, he won't stop running, yep. And his legs kind of... Go like they kind of pinwheel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And even when he's standing still, they kind of he's still jogging. He's still jogging. No wonder he needs food all the time. And I've always, and he, I've always felt that the way the Wonder Boy controls, like the feel of playing Wonder Boy, mm. let's face it, is not very good compared to like say Mario. He's a squirrely little bastard, and, ain't he? and he slides around. Like it feels like he's sliding, even though yeah. his legs are moving. You're really kind of just sliding him along. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and Wonder Boy Monster Land and Wonder Boy Three. They all had that same feel. Like it was something they decided to keep from... They changed everything else about the game. Yeah. Except for the fact that you kind of like... But apparently it's the same character. That's what's bizarre. And the game, and Wonder Boy Monster World still has that feel. Oh, Like it still God. has that kind of like... Like you know how a lot of games have like an ice level? Yeah. And like if you let go, like your character kind of slides along. That's how every level in Wonder Boy games feels. <laughs> That's There's like a bit ice. of platforming in that, yeah. isn't there? So... It's really funny to see like a 16 bit Wonder Boy still with his little legs kind of going up and down. <laughs> oh, good lord. And you slide him along. Um, so it was weird playing it because it was like, I recommended that game very highly. I, rec- I recommended Wonder Boy 3. I gave it quite a glowing yeah, review when yeah. we talked about it a few episodes back. But thinking about it now, I'm like, maybe for people who've never played those games before, they might be like, what is this hot trash? <laughs> I mean, I suppose if you've played Adventure Island, you'll get it. You'll get the way the game feels. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really funny to see that they changed so much. They introduced all these RPG mechanics and all this, like, sort of, you know, menu systems and shops and stuff. But 
at the end of the day, you're still this fat little chubby blonde kid, like sort of <laughs> with legs pinwheeling in the air as you slide through the level. Oh god! So, but yeah, it's it's been a fun playing that. So you've been you've been a bit of retro game yourself <clears throat> recently. That's it's, cool. Yeah, it's weird to do. I, I'm playing it on Steam, so Steam has this thing called um. Are you using the uh, 360 game the controller? Game, yeah, I'm using the 360 controller. Yeah. Not. Not the idea. A lot of people don't like that controller, especially the D-pad. Apparently. Yeah, I think the controller's good. The D-pad sucks. People don't like that D-pad. Um, I think it's f- serviceable. Yeah, um, but so there's this there's this game on Steam called Sega World Arcade Classics, Sega Classics, or something like that. And yeah. it's essentially a virtual console, like da- right down to you fire up the game and you're in this like living room for like a kid's bedroom oh, from the eighties. Yeah, I've seen that. And there'll be yeah. the, and there's your like you know altered beast poster on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, that came. That's like you know how we had like the Mega Drive pack for yeah the PS3. Pardon me, I've got a cold. This, if you can't tell, yeah, I've got a, I've got a cold. That's why I might sound a bit um, stuffed up in the nose today. So apologies. He's, uh, yeah, and um, I saw like there, there's this is like the more updated version of that, like mm-hmm. the Mega Drive version. So I yeah. haven't. As you buy games, you got the shelf in your like fake bedroom yeah. that fills up with. That's kind of cool. I with, like, like the idea. And of it's that. got all the packaging yeah. of the original. Did you buy anything else, or you just got no, that one? So game? it's just like this big empty shelf, this big IKEA shelf with just Wonder Boy and Monster. Just like when we were kids, we could only <laughs> afford one game. <laughs> so yeah, I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying that. Um, uh, I do want to. I, I have got another game that I wanted to talk about this week, but I haven't had time to play it. So hopefully next next week, but. Um, it would be great to beat that game before we speak next time around because I'm, I'm, I've sunk my teeth into it. I'm about like five or six hours in, but there's probably a fair bit more to it to go. So I'll cool. report back. Nice. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a bit of a break. Sounds good. You know, AC, when I taste this delicious, finely aged Scotch whiskey. My whiskey. It makes me think of the rolling hills of my home country. The peat, the bog, the lock, and the bonnie lasses. My whiskey. You're drinking my whiskey. The shortbread tins and the Billy Connolly. You know who's not drinking my whiskey? Me. I'm not (laughs) drinking my whiskey. (laughs) Even President Obama. Oh, God. It's again. (laughs) That's ex-president to you, bucko. He'll always be the president of me art. <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm doing new. <laughs> God. Let's al- slowly alienate every goddamn country on Earth. <laughs> I am ev- every country in Europe and I'm stupid, eh? <laughs> okay, that one's actually pretty reasonable. There you go. <laughs> Suck at Europe. <laughs> yeah, so Rob is drinking my whiskey and I'm not drinking my whiskey. With, with anti-European sentiment like that, I can only be drinking your whiskey. <laughs> it brings it out of me. It brings it out It really anger. does, doesn't it? It fires up my blood. Yeah, you are racist, if nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> I'm just, if you burn away all the exterior stuff, what you're left with is a little kernel of racism. Just that hates Tintin and the Belgians. <laughs> I hate the Belgians. The Belgians. <laughs> <It's> bloody Belgians. <laughs> 
There needs to be a better name for Belgiums. <laughs> the Bells. <laughs> Belgiumarians. The Belgiumarians. Yeah, okay, that's not, that's not too bad. There you go. I don't know, I kind of like the Bells. Yeah. Kind of sounds like the Bens. Like they've got a disease. And then we can go, oh, hell's Bells. <laughs> and then it'll be good. <laughs> it's, listening to you sober. I mean, okay. I'm sober, you're not semi, sober, I'm obviously. Semi, I'm more or less sober. More, more or less, yes. I'm just thinking, do we usually reach these heights of hilarity? It's not like I listen back to the podcast or anything. No. God, no. I was here for it. <laughs> I listen to it I every week. I myself again. I listen to it every week and I laugh and laugh. And it comes out bi-weekly, so. Yeah. I, and I bother people on the bus about it. I'm like, hey, hey you, stranger. Would you you may like- recognise me from <laughs> That's right. an audio podcast. I'm the famous Rob from Game Life Balance Australia. Oh, Would you like to listen to hilarious jokes on your headphones? We don't have any here. And I take, <laughs> I unplug the headphones from their phone. Yep. And I stick their, I stick their little plug into my phone uh-huh. in a very sexual way. I, I look them in the eye when I do it. I look them right in the eye, and I don't, I don't smile. I look them in the eye with a deadpan expression, and I just jam that thing in and out. Oh, my headphones, and then I get off the bus and leave them, and then I don't see them again. It's good. You forget to play the podcast though every time. Oh, the podcast! Yes. <laughs> it's just all about the sex with you, isn't it, Rob? It's- it used to be about the podcast, yeah. but now it's nothing about sex. No, no, I like. I, it's all about just disturbing a stranger. <laughs> don't worry though; they're all men, so it's not weird. <laughs> I'm not a creep. Oh yes, take action, Rob. Take action right now. <laughs> That's right. I'm. I'm writing the gender balance as we speak, oh, Casey, no. on the bus every day. On the buses, that classic English sitcom. <laughs> God, if you if you want to know what the like one of the most depressing things <laughs> in comedy is, mm. go back to like BBC comedies made in the seventies. Oh, well, like the Benny Hill Show, or oh, no, like like on the buses, like English well, that was comedy. A, that was a thing. Oh, how about? Only Fools and Horses. Yep, that was pretty depressing. Or Some Mothers Do Avum. Yep, that was also really depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if you want Oh, no. Sh- oh, what looks up me bum? Oh, no. It's this squat. Well, what was that one where they were working in a department store and they're all... Mm, Are you being served? That's right. I was going to say they're all gay, but they're not... There's one character who's very gay. <laughs> Mr. Here's Mr. Humphreys. Here's an acute case of gay. <laughs> <laughs> the others are... <laughs> Why didn't he become a gay icon? I'll tell you why not. Because that character is horrid. It's a, un- a really unkind stereotype. It um, really, really was. And yeah. the girl who, like, the, the double entendre. Oh, oh, yes. I just had to put my pussy outside That's because right. it was so cold. It's an old, old lady with purple hair. Yeah. Talks about her pussy for hours. What's, it felt like hours to me. That was a, that was a fun show. Yeah. The, it's just such a depressing time in comedy. Yeah. Because I don't think Australia was... Like, Australia was was making comedy. The Auntie Jack show was 70s. Yeah, see, we were doing kind of that, that weird stuff, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. I think we were trying to follow on from Monty Python. And mm. the rest of the world went, uh-uh, no, only Monty Python can do Monty Python. Um, uh, yeah, Auntie Jack's kind of like Monty Python, but like on drugs. And There were drugs, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Lundell and it's like was. a little bit more hippie-ish, <laughs> yeah. weirdly. It was a little more like... So Auntie Jack was basically like a guy with mustache, beard, just basically dressed in like... Uh, 18th century like 19th century drag yeah he has like a massive petticoat and, and everything and, and he had um, a, a boxing glove yeah and, and he, he didn't he didn't like try and affect the personality of a woman he was just wearing a dress going watch me show or rip your bloody arms off that's right but they had just other, threatening the audience they had this blatantly. cast of characters yeah and like other actors and uh, there were a lot of songs it was it was 
to me, when I watch that show, I'm just like, there's like an essence of the 60s and 70s in there that you don't really get anymore. On no, TV. it's kind of distilled there, wasn't it? That sort of willingness to do something weird in a way that wasn't mm, pretentious. We're using that word a lot today. It's the word of the day, pretentious. Look it up. Me. Um, it, it's, it's my entire life. <laughs> no, just that a lot of a lot of people mm, break the mold in a way that's very deliberate. Whereas I feel like there was something very earnest about the way that people in the 60s and 70s were like doing things differently and trying to like, you know, like even just having a man testing in a- the waters yeah. a bit. Like what is comedy on television? Because even just having a man defined. in a dress yeah. was like confronting for people. For some people, yeah. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of sexual innuendo on that show. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was an odd one. Um, it was. Anyway, um, yeah. yes, you drinking my whiskey. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, it is August. Last year, you might remember, if you're a long-time listener, thank you for sticking around. Um, your check's in the mail. It's really not. <laughs> we don't wear poor. Please don't try and cash those checks. They're worthless. <laughs> they really, really are. Um, we, I, I have been, like, last August, I did a bit of a health kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had no alcohol for a month and no like you know no like really bad junk food less snack food i suppose i'm doing the same thing again this month um and it's been it's been good i'm about a third of the way through mm-hmm. i guess uh i've been like no alcohol is fine it turns out like i don't like on a, on a saturday night i go yeah i could go for a drink but yeah what are you gonna do who cares mm-hmm. um so I'm not like getting the shakes or anything like that. <laughs> uh, what did happen though was I had a couple of headaches, and I worked out that it was actually from uh, my my drop in sugar intake. Uh. So I actually tried to cut sugar out a lot over the past couple of years, but it I kind of had a, a hard cut off, but it snuck back in. Hmm. Like just a, a, you know, like a chocolate bar every now and again, or you know, some Skittles. You know, if they happen to be around or. Oh yeah, I'll have. I'll just have this piece of chocolate. I'll have you know an actual full strength Coke mm-hmm. instead of like Coke no sugar, which is what Coke Zero is in Australia now. Apparently, yeah. you know, you just kind of have these things and they kind of sneak back into your life. And then I went, okay, I'm just going to stop that for this month. And then my sh- I crashed from my sugar high, which had been going <laughs> on for about a year. I just went, oh god, I feel shitty. I really want something sweet, but I. I stuck my ground. And, of course, you know, stuff still has sugar in it. Like, yeah. fruit has sugar in it. Yes, you know? that's right. Uh, and so you can't have stuff like that. It's just, like, the, the really junky food that I've cut out. Sure. Um, the, like, refined sugar. Yeah. Yeah, too much of that can um, cause problems. Yeah. Uh, you certainly don't want to end up with diabetes or anything mm. like that. So I've been thinking about reducing the amount of, like, snacky... Like, I, I don't consume bad food regularly yeah but like you said it creeps in and before you know it you've got this little habit of like oh i'll have this little treat after yeah blah. like oh it's 11 o'clock it's time for my candy bar and then you know before you know it you're like why am i like why am i belt not tight yeah what's, what's going on here yeah so it's good that you're doing these things yeah look it's just you know i'm i'm by no means like I like thin and and you know wiry. I used to be when I was younger, but I'm not a fat bastard either. So you know, I just yeah. I don't I don't want to become like I, I did actually weigh a bit more a couple of years ago, and I I slimmed down a bit and got myself down to a more sensible weight. And I just kind of yeah. it's good to have a month where you go, yep, okay, maybe just reset everything for a month. It's good to know I'm not an alcoholic and I'm not like addicted, although maybe an addicted to sugar, but. <laughs> 
But like sugar and like I think food addiction is different to like substance addiction. It is, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's it's always good to I think mm, try. Uh, I, I should be better at this myself, but identifying things that we feel like we need, quote unquote, in our life, and yeah. then trying to live without them. Yeah, because it helps you to build up that resilience that you might need if if you know, God forbid, you can't have those things that you need. Yeah, that's the thing. Know? Like if I did become diabetic, and yeah, you know, I know people very close to me who recently got type 1 diabetes you know like they were very fit people and they didn't eat a lot of chocolate or sugar or anything like that that's type 2 yeah it just their pancreas stopped working and and they became and you know that might that could happen to anyone mm-hmm. you know um yeah. you could be very healthy and it could happen to you that's what type 1's all about and it might happen, you know for all I know it might happen to me um and I don't want to tempt fate I suppose uh, and I just can't afford to be an alcoholic, to be it's honest. It's an expensive habit. It's like, it's really expensive. Being a drug addict of any sort is, yeah, uh, you know. I, I don't have the time for it. <laughs> God, I wish I did, but I just don't have the time. I don't have the resources to become an alcoholic. Yeah. If I got really, really rich, I see, like really, really rich. Yeah. Like, I can aspire to maybe be like a high functioning cocaine addict or something like that. <laughs> but like most people can't afford to be drug addicts. No. And that's why they end up on the streets or dead. Yeah, <laughs> because at some point you're just like, well, I can either keep drinking or keep shooting up, or I can, or, or I can like you know have a life. And yeah, it's, you know, sometimes you have to choose. Maybe I have to have a life. God damn. Yeah, it. so it sucks, but there you go. Yeah, that's cool. I'm really glad to see that you're yeah. doing these. We'll, health we'll kicks see how it goes at the end of the month. I might go to the doctor for a health check, and they might go, yeah. "Oh, you super unhealthy. You never have a, a drop of alcohol ever again." In which case, I would murder the doctor. <laughs> So he, so nobody would know except me, and then I would drink those memories out of my head. I just want to see you do like kind of a reverse, um, a super size me type thing where they do like a health test and IQ test on you, and like, huh, you're actually like a lot dumber. <laughs> Seems the alcohol's anything that's keeping you smart. <laughs> that's, that is pro- it's the only thing that's keeping this show entertaining. I'll Bottoms give you that up, lug a lug. The doctor just hands you a hip flask because he's 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 also. I just bring. what I've already come prepared. Then <laughs> so you just clink hip flasks. <laughs> That's my kind of doctor. I need that kind of doctor. That's the kind of doctor that like did those cigarette ads in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> oh god. It promotes robust health. <laughs> we need to do that. We need to get back on YouTube and making those ads again. Oh man. And we should just do a whole YouTube channel that's just you and I like selling cigarettes. <laughs> absolutely and we would be very clear that, that big tobacco has not given us any money for it. <laughs> we just genuinely believe we just in this like message. This. We, we, we just, just think that nicotine is good. <laughs> Given the industries that both you and I work in, that would possibly be the worst thing we could do. We would be fired so hard. We're like tobacco influencers. <laughs> God, you know, you'd better hope no got big tobaccos listening to that. I got sent a carton of Winnie Blues and I'm going to talk about how great they are. Just full disclosure, this is a paid ad. <laughs> oh, we, we need to get in the pocket of big tobacco and then ruin everything for them. Take it out from the inside, but like, like promote it for about a week, but then like go running in there and like film the whole thing and just go, oh my god, my god, guys, did you hear this? Like, apparently smoking is really bad for it you. Causes cancer. Like, why didn't you tell us this? What's going on? <laughs> People are dying. What? What's going- we we need to shut everything down right <laughs> now. Stop, stop the. Just, just just run into a board meeting. <laughs> just start smashing up all the tobacco, all the the cigarette rolling machines. <laughs> With a big, with a big comical sledgehammer. <laughs> this podcast got weird. Yeah. Good, weird. Good, hey, weird. I think it's always been weird. I see, but it's only on these 
stream of nonsense episodes. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, we're sensible. We're straight-laced yeah, all the other time. That's right. Yes, normally you get a very different AC in a row. We're always professional and on message. I can't even remember what we talk about. People quote me on Twitter. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is a Nintendo 64? <laughs> God. You know, for all of our trash talk hmm. about... And, you know, it was, to be fair, it was... It wasn't even trash talk. It was, we were, like, we just solid pretty, facts. We were pretty fair and balanced. Like Fox solid. News fucking facts on the nintendo 64 it sucks mm-hmm. um i got no like i get called out on my shit a lot on mm-hmm. twitter nobody called me out on this <laughs> so either everyone is in agreement or uh. more likely everyone saw or dozen people who listen to the show saw what the the title was and just went i'm not listening to that i, I know <laughs> what they're gonna say no <laughs> they're, they're gonna just take a big dump on my favorite console yeah. so uh yeah we did do that we did um, we did. But we wiped our bottoms afterwards. We did. Clean up know, the mess. We did. And, you know. and, well, cleaned up Nintendo's mess. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so fecal, but hey, we're here. <laughs> here, here we are. AC. Yep, that's exactly what they're all about. Yeah. Nothing but the feces. Um, so I was just going to mention briefly, uh, mm-hmm. my my daughter who, um, as you... Wait a minute. You have a daughter? Oh, my God, yes. Scandal. What? Scandalous. What the... F- yep. Flying f- fridge... Yep, they do fly. Around my parts, they do. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was so cold last night, I had to bring my pussy in. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to make a laugh track. Just pause yep. for a minute, we'll have the laugh track. Yeah, the, the, right, it's still going. People who've been dead for 20 years laughing on our show. Yeah, that's right. John Scatman. Well, I'll do is I'll get one of the ones. Scatman from, John. I'll get one of the ones that they use for like Kramer, where everyone's like, woo! <laughs> You know, one of those laughs. I hated that guy so much. (laughs) What's that that quote from The Simpsons? If we can get through this without any obnoxious hooting and hollering. Because we're on Fox. (laughs) That's right. Uh, That was good. I was just going to mention that the the, um, Royal Institute for Deaf and Blind Children, um, Riddebuker, or what do you want to call them, uh, who were looking after May, uh, my daughter who is sight impaired, no longer looks after her because they don't have anyone... Who can look after her in Canberra? So we're now being looked after by Vision Australia. And um, they've provided some really good stuff. I'm really happy with them so far. Cool. Um, They gave us a pamphlet, which was really interesting to see about how May sees the world. Mm. And I've kind of been saying, oh, yeah, like open your eyes underwater. And and that's kind of what she sees. And I wasn't too far off. Mm. Like that's kind of how she sees things. So big, bright colors help. And like, you know, distinguishing things like when you're setting the table and her food really helps. Um, which is good. Hmm. But what they've decided to do or suggested, and we've decided that we're going to go through with it, um, is they're going to give her a kitty cane. Okay. Not a candy cane. So it's like a, a, a like a walking cane that little kids can use. And I think it's just like a small, thin, hollow tube of PVC pipe or PVC pipe or something like that. Okay. That she can... Um, uh, that she can get used to walking around with. Right. Uh, so she can... You know, because people who use these canes aren't necessarily, like, 100% blind. It's not like they only see blackness. Sure. They see things and they need to feel their way around because, you know, they can only see about a meter in front of them before everything just kind of blends together and yeah. kind of work out, you know, is there a step here, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So we're going to introduce the concept to May. Um, but when they explain what the kitty cane is uh-huh. uh, and how it's used with kids, they're not going to use it the way a blind person uses it. Mm-hmm. They're going to use it to figure out the environment by hitting things. Uh-oh. Like, clang, clang. Oh, that's, right. uh, the, you know, that's, the, I know that's metal. Oh, this is concrete. Tap it on the ground. Oh, this is grass. You uh-huh. know, walking around the park and, you know, 
And I just know that May, being a two-year-old, is just going to belt me with this thing. <laughs> She's just going to go, Daddy! Whack! <laughs> this is going to be uh, bad because my knees are already incredibly <laughs> fragile. <laughs> She's going to break her knees. And and because I'm the one who's going to react and make the funniest sounds when he gets hit, she's just going to keep hitting me with her kitty cane. I just know this is going to happen. Basically, I'm going to get killed by my (laughs) two-year-old daughter with a kitty cane, but it's going to be adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, why didn't you step in, Rob? And I'll be like, it was just so cute. It was just so funny. I couldn't help just smiling as as he was AC's death, caught on camera, smiley face. (laughs) Adorable kitty video. Get like a million views on YouTube. I probably would for that, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose should we end this? Should Our we? Most, success, most popular video ever. <laughs> we should probably we should probably clean up. I don't have a quiz. I was almost going to do a warrior quiz, and then I realised I don't have the time. That's all right. I absolve you of the quiz. Needing. He's doing his mafia pope thing again. <laughs> I'm absolved. I will actually... I have one trivia question for you. Do okay. you know which game Wario first appeared in? Ooh. Okay. Because this was the impetus to the quiz, and okay. I only got one question. Let in. me think about this for a minute. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to... So, I know Waluigi first appeared in Mario Tennis, but I want to say that Wario came a little earlier than that. Um, I'll give you clues on the Game Boy. Game... Oh! Ooh. Is there a is there a, like a Wario Land game on the Game Boy? Like a there are several on the Game Boy actually. Oh, so Wario Land? No. So it's actually uh, Mario Land Six Gold Coins. He is the main oh. villain. Oh. In the second Wario Land wow. game, which kind of has an uh, has an over map, and that's the one where you turn into like a bunny version of Mario. Well, well, and, well. Yeah. So he was the main vi- uh, villain in I don't that one. That at all. He kind of takes over Mario's island. Like Mario- who gave Mario an island? I don't know. Um, but Fame Douglas and Mario, yeah, they have a fighting tournament. <laughs> so, and he became the focus of um, the third Mario Land game. Is actually called Wario Land. So it's like. Mario Land 3, Wario Land, and then it goes, after that, it goes Wario Land 2, and then Wario Land 3, Color Game Boy, and then Wario Land Game Boy Advance. Uh, and they're not bad games. They're kind of more puzzle-focused, kind okay. of puzzly platformers. Mm. Um, he has a shoulder barge, which is pretty cool. Huh. They're not bad. I don't like them as traditional Mario games. Do they control like a Mario game? Like, do they yeah, yeah, yeah. The like physics Mario- are mostly the same, I want to say. Mm. Um mm. Wario is a bit more hulking, like it's a bit of a bigger sprite. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you'd want him to have a bit more presence. He you? does, he does. And yeah. he has hats, like his power-ups are kind of hat-based, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, second question, because it just came up. What is the lowest-selling Wario Land game? The, the lowest-selling. Yeah. It's not the, the least Wario. <laughs> it's not the one on the Virtual Boy. It is, is it? indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that there was a Wario game on the Virtual Boy. That is. And it's yeah. probably the best game on there. It's not a bad game. It's pretty good. Is it? A, wait. Because I, I think I played it. You did play it. Yeah. Is, it a, is it a standard platformer? It is a standard platformer, yep. Huh. 
There you go. Yeah. Some reason I thought that like any game on the Virtual Boy would have to just be like something where like something flies at the screen and goes whoa, you know, like it kind of it, like it's got a foreground and a background, and you mm. jump into the background, uh, and there are like okay. swinging things that do come towards you. Yeah, it's a good game. It's just on the Virtual Boy, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's a lot of. It's one of those sad things is that there are like maybe one or two good games on the Virtual Boy, and the real downfall is that they happen to be on the Virtual Boy. Yeah. Um, like with a lot of obscure consoles, you're like, if only you were on the other thing, yeah, people would have really been. loved you. And and of course, Nintendo aren't going to re-release it because they they're bitter about the Virtual Boy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like, no, you didn't like it, so you're not getting it. We're keeping it forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie. So what uh, what's going on on the Gunner Geek Net? Well, as always, AC on the Gunner Geek Network, there are a million, not literally a million. There are only a few, a million. Geeky podcasts for your listening pleasure, such uh-huh. as All Things Good and Nerdy. I do like that show, Which yes. is one of the more long-running shows one on the One of the longest-running on the yeah. network. Yeah, it's a classic AC. Yeah, it is. Great. And uh, episode 323. We've got a long way to go before. Yeah, we yeah. We actually kind of need to nobble them first before we can catch up. <laughs> I love nobbling. <laughs> um, episode 323 of All Things Good and Nerdy podcasting while hiding from the cops that sounds like every episode of game life balance australia <laughs> we, we probably like they probably just took notes on our show for That's this right. one yeah we're hiding from the cops right now oh yeah uh so i'll just read this unscripted a little a little spiel okay. that i just came up yep, with sure uh, it's sunday so that means it's time for more nerdy goodness from the atgn crew this week willie has the latest on the new free titles on ps plus that has him tempted Anthony shares some of the goodies he's received from this Kickstarter slash Indiegogo project. This Indiegogo project? Hmm. And Chris admits defeat and will now subscribe to CBS All Access with the news that Sir Patrick Stewart is returning to the role of Captain Picard. Make it so, etc. He's just giving me a wheelchair yes. or something. I'm just going to go, blah, 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 Captain Grandpa, blah, blah, blah. get me my Scotch boy. <laughs> And then people will lap it up. They'll go, oh, my God, I love what they've done with the character. It's so great. <laughs> he's, he's got an eye patch now. <laughs> God. That's what it is. He's, he's probably just... There's no difference between him and his, like, Professor X character, effectively. Yeah. It's, just, it's just bloody Patrick Look, I like... I, I happen to like, like Picard, but who's your... Okay, who's your favourite um, Star Trek captain? Look, okay, so I love Patrick Stewart. I just think that he's... Star Trek person thingy it's a bit like that character that's a bit ordinary say, to be honest yeah. like it, it was an important step in in um in Star Trek he's sci-fi more, history but it's kind of boring I'd like, say look, very kind of who cares here's my like hot take yeah Kirk was more kind of like the like daring kind of you know like yeah. I'm gonna punch a dude and have sex with an alien kind of person yeah whereas Picard's more like responsible you know yeah, yeah, yeah. more like old school like he's not gonna he's not gonna like he's the grandpa of the ship he's like you can't do that I've got a good idea okay maybe then we'll try that he's not gonna hump just any alien well no <laughs> he's, he's very particular he's very about which alien he humps that's right that's the difference really <laughs> that's my hot take um, but seriously because some people like Janeway I like Janeway know? the best yeah. because Janeway was the most militaristic in her command yeah like, because like they were basically a colony on the other side of the galaxy and she was like that dickhead Paris guy was like going I'm a good pilot so I'm going to act like a dick it's like Brig now get the fuck in there you dick yeah I thought Jamie was good yeah like, um, 
she was just she was like and people's like it's not military but it is and it should be treated as such and yeah. like she did a good job of commanding like the people on that ship yeah yeah i i think that that era it's that sort of like the era where like where star trek was kind of proliferating and people were getting a bit sick of it yeah that i actually kind of look back on and enjoy the most but mm. um I have found it difficult to get into the new Netflix series. Um, I watched all of that and I quite enjoyed it. I I watched the first episode and I was like, eh. Hmm. I feel like they were trying to wow me too much with the first episode. And like, it was very impressive, like visually, but there wasn't enough there to make me want to keep watching it. So does it get, does it sort of get more dramatic? It does. There's there's twists, there's turns, there's funny episodes, you know, it it runs the whole sci-fi gamon. Okay. So to speak, it, it's fun. It was fun. I enjoyed my time with Star Trek yeah. Discovery more so than um, many other Star Trek things that I'd seen, mm. and it, it was pretty like pretty easy to watch. Let me put it like that. But sure. after it was over, I didn't think about it a whole lot after that. Yeah, because like, I've been yeah. sort of in the mood for a, a space opera type thing. Yeah. Um, Stargate. Just saying, Stargate's good. There's a lot of it though, isn't there? There is a lot of Stargate. Yeah. There's, I'm not going to lie to you, Robbie. There is a lot of Stargate. So part of me worries that if I finally understand what the hell you're talking about when you talk about like Star- Stargate stuff, if I start to get those references, that like something bad's going to happen. Yeah, that's when you're in trouble. All this podcast is in trouble. Like, we'll talk about nothing but SG One. Like, I'm just going to like walk outside and like a like a brick will land on my head and I'll die. <laughs> like a that's how probability works. Um, all right. Well, all right. Thank you very much for listening to Game Life Balance Australia, uh, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We uh, are on the internet, believe it or not. That's uh, our bread and butter. <laughs> we make no money from our bread and butter. How we make all that fat dough. Yeah. Do re mi fa so la. Oh, God, I'm broke. <laughs> uh, look. By the way, if you want to buy my kidneys. <laughs> I do, but I just... Just hit up Chad on Twitter. I, I do want to buy your kidneys, but just, like, leave it on a plate in the middle of the table and tell you not to touch it. <laughs> You've been eating my kidneys for, for dinner. I laugh at you. Um, just, what was I... Yeah, that's right. Just Sorry. go to t- We're awesome. What I'm saying They're is great. I'm going to cut out my kidneys and make a pie and feed it to you, Aza. <laughs> okay. Get rid of the copy. I don't even have the copy in front of me. I'm doing all this from memory. Um, there isn't a there isn't a, an American edition. Uh, they're a bit. <laughs> Eat my kidney pie. <laughs> it's delicious. It's uh, delicious. Just just stop stop waving your midriff in my face, Rob. You need to have it extracted first. God, I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. I see. Please read the coffee. I'm, I won't interrupt again. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much done with the copy. Look, give us a good rating, you assholes, or we'll beat you up. <laughs> go to gunnageek.com. We're going to start naming... We know who listened to this show. We're going to start naming you individually if you don't start fucking giving us good reviews. But uh, do go... We're going to lay the Smackdown bitch... Bitches. Bitch eye. <laughs> bitch eye, yeah. That's... As, as, as the uh, official podcast Latinist, <laughs> that is the correct... Correct pluralization. The correct, <laughs> the correct conjugation for that. I don't that. know. This went off the rails at the end, and I'm very happy that it did. Um, but yes, Gun and Geek Network is your home yep. for geeky podcasts. It's just like home. this one, possibly better. Some, <laughs> Probably not. Though. Some may be worse, but like Game Life Balance US. That's right, which is the worst podcast. Apparently, they've got one coming out. <gasps> they do. So yeah, do listen to that whenever it happens. Yeah. Um, but they have a good back catalogue too, AC. Um, so if you like this kind of thing, you like grown men talking about balancing their games in life while you're in luck because there's two Americans that are doing basically the same thing yeah basically yeah. Um, but they have well. wacky accents yes they sound very funny 
They all sound kind of like this. <laughs> My American accent is so great, isn't it? It's flawless. <laughs> was that Cody? My name is Cody Goff. For a moment there, I thought Cody was in the room with me. <laughs> I just realised it was you. God damn it. I'm surprised I could do this yeah. without having like half a bottle of whiskey beforehand. It turns Don't, out that no. it's holding you back. It turns out that I had the magic within me all along. Yeah.